This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I'm going to take that again because that was terrible, Jared. You are listening That's to... debatable. <laughs> take three. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, the old brain just kind of uh, farts out. Like last last time when I was trying to figure out what those those column type jewel games are is. Yeah, bejeweled. Bejeweled. How hard yeah, is that for me to remember? I played the crap out of it. Bejeweled. Um, yeah. When it was PopCap and not EA and they didn't start gouging you with smoke fairies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. PopCap. Rip <laughs> PopCap. Rip. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yay! Howdy, folks. Um, we're here so again. We're we're here again. We we promise that we do this now and then, and and that we do. So mm, now and again. Uh, <laughs> now and again. Hey, um, we're gonna we're gonna start with one of those tangents that we love so well. I went and saw this movie called Sorry to Bother You. Oh, okay. It is the most bug nuts crazy bizarre film i've seen in a very long time is it a mainstream release or an out of house release well it went mainstream this weekend so okay. it started out uh, art house you know i don't know if they do this in australia but in america they do it all the time where uh they'll release it in basically new york and la on like four screens okay. and they'll leave it out there for two weeks where it'll, uh, you know, it earns a buzz because people are like, hey, the movie was sold out and I can't get in. And, you know, once uh-huh. the demand, then people start talking about it and get excited about it. And then they'll all of a sudden dump it on, you know, say 1,200 screens. Uh, so it's a little easier to to find and, and take care of or, or to go see. Uh, so, yes, it's an art house. And it's definitely art house because it's not a studio film. But... Uh, no, it's getting advertisement on TV and all that jazz. But it is... I went into it having just the vaguest of concepts, which is basically that a guy, uh, a, a, a black guy goes and gets a job as a telemarketer and finds success only by speaking in a white guy voice. And the white guy voices are overdubbed by uh, David Cross and Patton Oswalt. So it's not like somebody imitating what the white guy voice might sound. It's an actual, you know, somebody else doing it. Right, right. And I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be kind of, you know, say office space with uh, social commentary. Okay, yeah, right. And then within minutes of the movie starting, based off some of the visuals that were happening, I went, oh, okay, maybe this is more like what a Charlie Kaufman movie would be. Uh, Charlie Kaufman did Adaptation and being John Malkovich. So they're kind of that right. bizarre, uh, you know, it's it's a world you recognize, but it's hyper-stylized um, and obviously not the real world. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, we'll go with that. <laughs> and it just gets weirder and weirder and kind of loses focus. And then the third act hits and it is so completely out of the blue that you could just hear odd people in the audience go, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can actually hear the game. What's going on here? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wow. And okay. then while the, even while the credits were rolling, there were some people behind me 
and you know they were young in their 20s and you can tell they were struggling like they really wanted to be cool and say yeah i liked it but they couldn't get past the third act and they were like no you know no i really i really did enjoy it i'm i'm just not sure about you know i'm sitting there going it's a pretty big giant thing that's going to determine if you like the movie or not. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, it's it's either yes or no. Like you don't need to try and wheezy way. <laughs> and it's one of those things where it was like, I really in, I appreciated it, and I'm glad it wasn't some cookie cutter movie. Mm. And there's not a chance in hell I would recommend it to anybody unless I absolutely knew what their movie tastes were. Yeah, it's very acquired taste, is what you're saying. Very, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, no skin of your nose, you saw it with your movie pass, so you're all good there. Yes. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but yes, it's one of the, it does sound very bizarre indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But my cho- my other choice was to maybe go see Skyscraper. And so I probably think I actually made the better choice. Okay. <laughs> Do they be pushing that over here? Like it has been on very high rotation. It looks like a a really bad diehard. What that's, what it, <laughs> that's they, there's some people have even, and I think they actually did official marketing where they uh, did posters to make it look like diehard. I saw a fake oh, trailer really? that made it look like if it was made in the '90s, and it it used it's the exact trailer that you see currently, but it used the in a world movie oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and and they and they overdubbed uh, the kind of the cheesy '90s music that they would do with, say, like you know, Die Hard Two, yeah. um, in the, in those trailers, and it just yeah, you it watch it like oh, totally worked, totally worked. It's Die Hard Four, but even better was that they 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 screwed up the the image to make it look like it was coming off a of VHS tape. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's all it's kind of washed fantastic. out and and kind of double copied, and yeah, yeah. You know, the sound is With popping. Like lines. You know, it's lines it's, it's uh, in four by three instead of sixteen by yeah. nine. You know, oh, yeah. Awesome. See, yeah. I would actually like if they're if they're knowingly making homage to Die Hard, right? I think you can go into the movie understanding what it's going to be like. Like, there's no. You I mean Die Hard? Maybe that's an insult to Die Hard because it's Die Hard is a good movie, but um, I think if they're pitching it towards like it's it's Die Hard with with a big modern skyscraper, mm, yeah, go along for the ride with that one, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to have to get myself into the frame of reference of uh, when I went and saw Hurricane Heist and uh, just kind of play with know what that, that is. And no, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a movie, Jared, that I went and saw that I knew would be absolutely terrible. terrible. Yeah. And I was hoping that it would be so terrible that it'd be fun and that hopefully it knew it was terrible and then yeah. therefore it became fun. And yeah. it was. Oh, it fantastic. knew it was it knew it was cheese ball. It knew yeah. it was a ridiculously stupid premise. And it just rode that wave and had a good time doing it. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, and and what's funny is is that there was a couple of movies that came out afterwards where I was just like you know, I hate to say it, but that craptacular movie was actually better because they at least had the sense to know that they were having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, I see. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sky, well, you're going to have to see it anyhow because it is oh, going to yeah. be free for you. It'll, it'll happen this week. It'll yeah. happen this week. I've, so I've I can't go wait s- to see your, um, your medium review for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've discovered something about uh, writing on medium, and that's if 
if I'm not either overly excited about something or overly angry about something, then it becomes really hard to write the review. Because <laughs> it's like, no, it's all right. Exactly. And, and that gets kind of boring to write. Yeah. And that's the end of the article. <laughs> so I, I think I did that recently where I was like, yeah, it's all right. And oh, hey, why don't I go ahead and review two TV shows that I watched the second seasons of also? Because um, <laughs> otherwise, the medium article will be uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, geez, I've, I've read a medium article that isn't related to movies. It was 57 minutes estimated read time. What the hell? Why are people writing novels? <laughs> this was a, an article about how one um, guy decided to get into development. And it was like a chronicle, almost like a blow by blow chronicle about he how he transitioned from financial uh, background into full stack development. And it, it was long and it was designed to be long because he, it was essentially his like uh, documenting his journey. Yeah, but dude, guess, break it up. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, I not just, an e it's not an ebook, you know? We're, we're going to a website and it kind of there's was that, an ebook. It, well, it, I know, I know, but you know what I mean? It's, it's that thing where, and I've had this where you're reading an article and it gets to a certain point where you go, okay. I really want to keep reading, but. Jeez. But I also want to go look at other things. You know, I happen to click on you and I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading and it keeps on going. And if I click away from you, then I'm going to have to come back at some point and try and figure out where I stop reading. And that's just yeah. too difficult. <laughs> so breaking it up into individual articles and linking them through is yes. a good approach. But at the same time, I think if I hadn't sat down and read this from start to finish in one sitting, I have a feeling I would have lost a lot of the context by doing that. So... Um, I think, and also too, if I have a jump off point, I'll probably won't jump back to it because there's so mm -hmm. much other stuff trying to grab my attention. So actually just having, I just left it up on my, one of my tabs in my computer and, um, and just sat there and I came back to the, the tab and went, oh yeah, I haven't actually finished reading that. I'll, I'll keep reading it now. And yeah, it was literally an hour read. It was <laughs> quite the same, but it was, it was good. Very well, well written. I, I, I will say I would much prefer that as opposed to the clickbait things where they write two sentences. You won't believe. And then go click next. And you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it I'm takes longer sorry, for your page to load than it does for me to read what you actually wrote. Oh, yeah. Just because they want more ad imprints. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. gross. Mm -hmm. gross. Yeah, as soon as, I, as soon as I see that something's doing that, I click off. Click it, even off. if I desperately wanted to know. Because usually they're also insanely badly written. Written, yeah. Because they have to be. They, they need to produce content so they can host their ads. It's not about the actual content. It's about right. the ads. Right. Yeah. Um, and inevitably, what I hate, too, is that those clickbait things, they'll show a picture. You're like, you'll never believe what this person looks like now. And you're like, oh, okay, no, I won't believe it, will I? And then you click on it, and, and then the article is 20 people that don't look like they do now. And you're like, oh, let me guess. They're number 19, that the picture was that I was interested in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, yes, <laughs> you, you're right. So, so that's what so that's why I just do a Google search, a Google image search. And what's funny is because sometimes they'll show like a side by side picture, but half the picture is blocked out by text, so you obviously can't see what the person still looks like, right? And then yeah. you come to find that that wasn't even the the same person. Oh, they really? did it. On, they did it on purpose to make you think that this is maybe what they're going to look like, you know. But but they use a completely different image. So yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. I yeah. hate those people. Really this is content people. for content's sake to support advertising. Yeah, they're horrible. Yep. The good thing is that um, Google is down rating all those sites now. So the clickbait, the attraction of clickbait in articles is actually becoming less and less useful from an advertising perspective. 
Uh, so that's good. Maybe we need to make our uh, our website clickbait. <laughs> you won't believe the you won't believe the two things we learned about about playing with no tilt on a pinball machine. Use at eleven. <laughs> can you, can you imagine? It'd be like we have news about Farsight. Click here. Yeah. Before we get to the news about Farsight. Let's talk about these five articles that are on digitalpinballfans.com. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That would have to be the model. Uh, yeah. It would be gross. And it would take so much more time to write, too. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of our website, you guys, you, you need to go check out um, last week's episode post that Jared did. So, go to uh, blockadepinball.com slash episodes. Yes. And look at it. Jared went and, you know, we read off or I read off all the uh, rankings of all the pinball games that are on Steam from that uh, from that leak. Mm. Jared wound up linking every single table so you can see what the tables are. Yeah, it took me a long time to write that post. Which is really kind of nice because it kind of I had to first write down, hand write down things on a piece of paper, and then I went to Steam, and then I was, you know, typing in the names and, and finding them. And it took me some time to look at everything. But man, if I had have had that article, I would just like click, oh there it is, click, oh there it is. Hey, look at that. You know, it would have been so much nicer. So yeah, yeah um, if you ever want to see the kind of uh uh, fun that Jared has with our with our podcast uh, post production on, yeah on there uh, that's a prime example of why you should visit because he'll take a lot of the work out of it for you mm, no searching required just click the cool thing about medium is it lets you adjust the titles of your links so I even put the show timing notes the actual timing for each part of the section oh, into the link so it was it was pretty slick I went oh that's quite nice I like it that is quite nice. Mm. Um, all right, let's let's address uh, something that has been kind of sprung up this week, and apparently it's sending all sorts of people to a uh, a tizzy. And it's not just what what's weird about this is it's not just the digital pinball people; it's the it's physical thing. It's physical pinball people mm. because it deals with scientific games. Our friends at scientific. Our friends at scientific. So obviously, Scientific has licensed out at some point. They had done this, licensed out the Williams stuff to Planetary Pinball. Planetary Pinball was making pinball parts uh, with the Williams uh, design, basically the uh, yes. Williams patents. Now, Planetary also uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jared. They're the ones that did Medieval Madness. Yes, they the do all the remakes. They're doing the all remakes. The, yeah. Okay. So when the license got pulled for the Williams and Bally tables for Farsight, apparently that also sent the physical pinball world reeling because they were then suddenly wondering well, what's going on with planetary pinball. Yeah, right. Um, because now I'm not sure if I'm getting my information correct here or not. Uh, see, this is what happens when you don't frequent real pinball sites and you're only on the digital ones. But did Planetary get their licenses yanked also? I don't think so. I don't Although, think so. I think this is what people are worried has happened, which I hmm. don't think it has at all. I don't uh, think so. The reason why people are worried is because all of a sudden they're finding video of 
the slot machines that Scientific has done that have like one that's called Funhouse and look, hey, there's Rudy on the on the spinning wheels and and all that kind of jazz. Now the funny thing is, is that these videos apparently are old, like a couple of years old, right? So, okay. But only now people are seeing it, and, and they're trying to draw conclusions. Trying right? to draw conclusions, right? Yes. So the conclusion being that Scientific yanked these from Farsight so that they could make uh, not have purpose. competition and have slot machines. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing about that is there is no competition, folks. Slot machines, completely different beast from a pinball machine. Very different. Uh, and yeah, very, very completely different from a digital pinball game that you would play at home. Yeah. Um, now, some have said, and I don't know if this has been a thing yet, that Scientific might be making these... Uh, when we say slot machines, we're not talking about the old three reels. These are now fully... I mean, God, last time I was in Las Vegas and I saw one of these, I was like, it's a video game. It's oh, yeah. It, it, I didn't even know what the heck was going on because there was like 10, uh, <laughs> five ten reels across, 10 rows down, and things could match up diagonally and, and, and not just in straight lines, but there'd be... Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like... I honestly, and I believe that's the point, is you confuse the person to the point where they're just like, I don't know, I'm just going to keep on feeding dollars in until I win. No, well, <laughs> the reason why they do that, and because I used to work at a poker machine company um, doing phone support um, yeah. ages ago, back in the year 2000, and the reason why they do all those extra lines and all the different combinations is because it actually makes you feel like you win more with the three real um like crossways and diagonal ways mm-hmm. um you don't have as much chance of actually getting a payout so it makes you feel good when you win so you win more even if it's 10 20 cents yeah it still makes you feel like you're winning which is right. why that they have the multiple lines now or like you know you can win 30 ways on one poker machine you know it's like mm-hmm. yeah that's the reason um because it, it taps into that little part of your human brain that goes oh i won Oh, that's right. a little trip, a trip, whatever it is, the chemical that makes you feel happy. Yeah. Um, that one. And yeah, and it's just, it just keeps on basically trickle feeding that chemical into your brain and keeps you putting your money in. That's how it works. So apparently, uh, Scientific might be looking to make mobile apps of their slot machines. Okay. Now, I don't know if that would be purely for fun or if it would wind up becoming real gambling or not. Um, it's scientific. It wouldn't be just for fun. <laughs> there'd, be some, there'd be some reason for them to actually put uh, a, all the effort into making a video game with poker machines in it. Um, well, but part of it is if you get people addicted to it at home on their phone and, go and, and, play it. and then they go and play the real thing and they can actually win money at it, they'll feel like they there's a film in there, you know, they walk into the casino and they see it and they go, oh wait, I play that at and look, I win all the time on my phone. Exactly, because the odds are like you know fifty percent return, right? Instead of like ten percent return. Yeah, I mean, exactly. God, I know. I know. The first time I ever went to Las Vegas, I had a uh, uh, a gambling game on my old Mac Classic. Um, <laughs> wow, that was that's a long time ago, then, right? <laughs> and boy, I was so good at playing Gal on that, and. I was pretty good at playing blackjack and I was like practicing the crap out of that before I went to Vegas. And then I went to Vegas and it was just like, how come it's not like in my game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. So yeah, I, I imagine that that would be, but anyway, 
point being is that people are thinking that this is why it's all being yanked, but it's, it's not pinball and yeah. it's, it's a completely different thing. Now I side with people when they say that they don't believe that scientific will develop. Um, there's no money in it for them with the, with the pinball aspect, but I don't side with the opinion that they're just going to completely shutter this and lock it in a closet and not do anything with it. I think if anything, it's they give the keys to the car as well as the car and go, mm-hmm. Hey, have fun. Don't crash. You know, pretty much. I mean, geez, I think it's scientific. If they wanted to, they make t-shirts with bloody belly Williams stuff on it. If they thought right. there was money in it, like honestly, because they're in the business to make money. Because Farsight really thought that they had a line on it, and this was uh, a little bit ago, to get the entire license to the point, like right now, or I shouldn't say right now, what it was with Farsight, they couldn't do any modifications to the tables. They no. had to put them out exactly how they were on production release. Mm. So there's where you take Cactus Canyon and you go, uh, well, actually, <laughs> I think Farsight cheated on that one. There weren't supposed to be stickers on the front of the, on the pop-ups that, for the gun shootout. Oh, they were? They were supposed to be black, were they? they? They were just blank. That wasn't part of the production run. Oh. Um, in the, in the uh, you know, the designer's version, yes, yeah. those were there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, little little innocuous things like that where you're like, well, what's the, why not put that on? And things like LEDs, like they couldn't actually put LEDs in the game. But then no. when they redid Black Knight, basically the lights were essentially LEDs. Right. They yeah. But they were supposed to make them look like incandescent. Yeah, which um, they didn't. They were bright as anything, <laughs> <laughs> which was good because you really needed it on that table. But, um, yeah, I mean. So that was their deal. They were really shackled by the fact that they couldn't do anything to them. And so they were, they thought that they were on the track to be able to get the license outright and be able to do then whatever the heck they wanted. Mm. Um, and that now we know didn't happen. It just went on to be season seven or six and seven instead. And yeah. that's where it stopped. So I, I got to believe that if this, if scientific has given the keys to the car to somebody else um that that's the deal it's pretty much going to be like you know what don't bother us please just go Here's do, things. Go go do, do thing. your thing yeah and kick us a check and we'll be happy yeah. but yeah, uh pretty much. i think yeah. that maybe you know in hindsight if farsight made that um approach to scientific in 2012 and said we want the lot can we have it out right? Right. Maybe because the pinball resurgence really didn't um, pick up at that point. So they probably could have got it then. Well, but, not only know, that, but, but well, here's the thing though. Scientific didn't have it back then. Oh, that's true. It was still um, WMS Holdings back then. Wasn't right. It? Yeah. And I don't think WMS Holdings was willing to do that. So I think when everything mm. shifted over to scientific, the Farsight just kept on, you know, doing what they had been doing. And I don't know if they assumed that they had to stay within that model or not, but I think that, um, you know, in an effort to not rock the boat, they just kept on doing business as had been done previously. Business as usual. Yeah. Business as usual. So, um, okay. Why are we bringing all this up? Bringing it up because there was a article posted in this week in pinball. Um, which For is, those of you who don't go to This Week in Pinball, which would be probably very few of you, 
um, it's basically the guy who runs the site, and I've, his name escapes me, but he puts so much time into reporting on pinball news. It is incredible. And if you haven't checked it out, you should go. Yeah, he said he out. basically spends about 30 hours a week on the site now. It's essentially a full-time job for him. Mm -hmm. It is insane. So it's so good. And it's all free. And it's really, really, it's such a good service for the pinball community. So do check it out. And well, we'll actually, I'll, I'll go, <laughs> because it's taking up so much of his time, he's actually looking for people to now kind of uh, be patrons of yeah. the site. Um, and, and it ranges enough, from anywhere from being, you know, kicking two bucks his way to uh, doing 25 bucks a month kind of things. So, uh, by the way, happy anniversary to uh, this week in pinball because that was the other thing they've been, I'm not sure how long it's been up and running. It's not that long, but it's anyway. Long. It's like a year. It's, it's yeah. not been long at all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, it's an excellent site to go to. Uh, he does a really good job of, of kind of grabbing all the various news that's been happening in the pinball world and, and putting it into a newsletter form. Um, and now and then he dips his toe into the uh, digital uh, realm, which is why I had written an article for their site uh, about digital pinball. So here we go again with dipping into the digital pinball thing. And the, uh, the article is titled rumors about Bally Williams, digital recreation license. And what this came from was a Facebook exchange between some people basically talking about scientific and how it relates to planetary pinball. Um, and not, and as one person said, regardless of who owns the rights, uh, I think this is a bad look. I know there are a lot of pinheads who turn their noses up at virtual pinball. Yeah, there are, uh, mm -hmm. but it can be a coincidence that the meat space pinball has grown in popularity since pinball arcade has been out. Um, so meat space in this context is where you go and actually play physical pinball on exactly. location. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I thought there was something very good. I thought it was a play of words for like, you know, um, Facebook <laughs> pinball or something like that, like meat space. It's right. a horrible social media site that was like MySpace. My <laughs> I thought they were referring to that. <laughs> so they went, oh, hang on. No, meat space just... is a new dating app. Um... <laughs> it's quite right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so the, the, the conversation kind of goes back and forth with talking about planetary and how they're involved with it and, and yeah, the general look of this and, and everything. And then in, it kind of goes with, uh, again, it's question, question, question. And then all of a sudden our friend Brad Baker from VB cabs types in these four words. There is a plan. And that has sent everybody into a tizzy mm. <laughs> because whatever you mean, Brad Baker, what plan might you be referring to? Mm. And of course, because he's the first person that's come out and said anything in the, like with the idea that he knows something, of course, everybody's going, let's just that go. Right, mate, spill it. What's right. going what is, what is Brad know? And why would Brad know anything? Uh, Brad makes VP cabs, virtual pinball cabinets. Mm, Brad has maybe talked to scientific games and maybe scientific games has talked to Brad because Brad has like with how he's got the license for Zen pinball on his cabinets. Maybe they're going to go and do an exclusive license with him to do Williams tables. Yeah. Well, here's the problem folks. Brad doesn't design software and Designs, designs pinball caps. Designs poker games. 
<laughs> or well, you call them poker machines, don't you? We call them get yeah, poker machines. Yeah. Poker machine, yeah. We call them slot machines. I guess in England they call them fruit machines. Um, we call them pokies actually here because pokies. everything has to have an IES or like an O on the end. It's like Garbo for a garbage collector or <laughs> pokies for poker machines. Yeah, it's an Australian um, thing. So yeah, so the, so they're thinking, oh, that means maybe Scientific is making the game. And again, I just kind of go, why would Scientific decide that they can develop a digital pinball game? What's in it for them? They're already making and and throwing the bare amount of effort of using their Williams license to make it on the slot machines. Mm, Why would they just an art swap? That's right, all they which do is with simple things. Yeah. Yeah. It has nothing to do with designing physics and getting no. into the video game arena, which is, I mean, completely different market. Absolutely. Um, but really that's not there really is only on poker machines about three or four different software variants right. that you can run. So the patterns and everything like that, it, it really is just swapping out art assets yeah. um, and most of the time. So it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just different art. But it's still interesting to go, so what does Brad know? And mm, what does Brad know? Then did he get this information from scientific games? <laughs> mm. which, um, would, which would be weird because... I, unless he has signed a contract with them, mm -hmm. I would suggest that they wouldn't be telling him anything. Like, why would they? Like, um, there'd be no reason for them to go, oh, hey, over a steak and a beer, for example. Oh, hey, <laughs> we're doing, we're, these licenses are up for grabs and we've already got someone doing it. Right. You know, why would they do that? Right. So it makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does. Um, it does. And, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, we've done so much speculation on this already. Mm. Uh, and we had an entire episode about speculation and, and where our thoughts are. Um, and so there's, there's certain leaps and bounds I'm willing to make uh, that I'm surprised other people have not been making. Mm. Um, but I'll just let people make those because I don't feel like speculating on that anymore it feels no, like we're done with it we're like, done if with you that. want to hear what, what we what we have to say about this then you need to go back to all the speculation episodes because it's laid out for you exactly it knows so go and, and nothing has changed again. in that entire time no so that, that, that's the point basically no news has come out since we've done those speculation threads so that's right so our, our position stands exactly <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I did want to mention uh, with, you know, looking up at Brad and, and saying he even recently just posted a picture of his, uh, his Shark Tank guy, uh, uh, Damon or Demon. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, anyway, the, the guy that the, the shark that funded him uh, showed a picture of the guy playing one of his cabs uh, in so some kind of actually, sort of game room. two years ago now we, when we interviewed yeah. Brad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they're still engaged. Like the shark that actually took up his um, his proposal is still engaged in the business yep. and working with them. And, really and uh, you know, when all the Arcuda uh, madness was happening uh, regarding the software that was being released, a lot of, I saw quite a few posts of people uh, with it running on their uh, VP Cabs Vertigo machine. Mm -hmm. um, so it was good to see his stuff out there in the, in the public's hands. I was, I was quite pleased to, uh, to see that, yeah, um, that is good. But let's 
one of the the features that relates to him is that he has a license for Zen tables on his cabinet. Mm, yeah, he does. He's not the only one. <laughs> yeah, and that we, was the interesting thing, eh? Yeah, we so, wondered what that was this week. Yeah, we did a little poking around, and and what kind of got me was on Twitter when Zen has been out and about uh, doing any of their uh, promotions. Trade shows. At, yeah, trade shows. Uh, they've been promoting this championship cabinet that they yes. have. And I was like, well, how come it's not the VP Cabs cabinet? Yeah. That's because they don't have an exclusivity on it. Uh, they yeah. just paid a license fee. And sure enough, the people that are making uh, this championship cabinet, they've, same thing. They've got a license. Uh, to use it in public, essentially. To use it in public that they've paid Zen to, to be able to do this with. Um, so further poking has established that they're not, it's not like their licensing deal. It's not that they basically went and purchased everything and loaded it for you. They're paying an additional fee. <laughs> uh, there's a royalty fee on top of it uh, yeah. of from what you, the regular consumer are able to buy. Basically what that allows them to do is brand the outside of the cabinet with uh, Zen art, if you will. Uh, and then use it in their promotional materials. They get access. I think they, it's part of the deal. They must get access to all the art assets that Zen has. Yeah. And then they allow them to do stuff with it. Yeah. Mm. So I was poking around on Zen uh, this past week. And I clicked on their cabinet mode. Mm. Not that I have a cabinet. Not that I have my screen oriented or anything. But I was just, for some reason, I clicked on it. And discovered some things. First of which... Apparently, you have to contact Zen, and then they will give you a cabinet key. Yes, I did not. And I saw this as well when I accidentally clicked on it the other time when I was when I first got Zen on Steam. I went, oh, what's this button? Looks like a pinball machine. I want that. <laughs> I, want, I want to know what this does. Yes, so it's like this unlock key or something for the software. Yeah, and I thought, mm. well, that's interesting because that's kind of like what. Arcuda has yeah. with, their, with the key. I was like, so we're not completely different from what uh, Zen was doing. Um, the other thing that I noticed was I kind of went into a frequently asked questions setup kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and Zen's not the easiest thing in the world to set up either. Um, okay. You still got to set up how your screens are. You got to set up what the resolutions are. Uh, so it's very much like setting up your own game when you first load it up on Steam. You've got to do all that upfront. Yeah, you got to do all of that. Playing right. Uh, you also, if you want the back glass, it's not in the file. Oh, okay. You have to actually get the back glass images elsewhere, and not from Zen, but it's almost like people are doing Google searches and and finding them they give you some ideas of where you can find this stuff in that frequently asked question. But I was like, why isn't Zen just giving it to you other than the fact that maybe because Zen never made a backlash. Oh um, well, yeah. I mean that, that is true as well. So I'm muting my microphone because I got a lot of background noise happening at the moment because of the children, children, how oh, dare I they have fun. On it. They go back oh, to, oh, I cannot wait until they go back to school. It has <laughs> been horrible. 
Anyhow, <laughs> I'll, I'll get back on mute and I'll unmute myself as you keep talking. Please continue. <laughs> Please continue. So yeah, I realized that that uh, until Zen started doing their VR tables, yeah, they had no use for a back glass. There was never any need for it. Um, so I just kind of found that interesting. So I'm wondering if it's that uh, users are generating their own back glasses uh, for for the Zen tables, and that's why they're not included with that. But that was really kind of shocking to me to find that out. Well, it's interesting because, you know, with uh, FX2 uh, VR, all the cabinets do actually have back glasses exactly. in, in the game. So Zen would have the assets somewhere for those. So mm -hmm. it's unusual that, that... Well, and I'm sure as they do more and more of the VR tables, that people will just use whatever Zen has made for the back glass. Um, mm. you know, they'll, they'll crack they'll it. it. <laughs> yeah, they'll lift it, find it, and use that. But there's plenty of tables that obviously they haven't done in VR, and therefore Zen wouldn't have made back glasses for. Yeah, that's right. Well, that is very interesting, isn't it? So you don't get everything. You get the ability to play it in a cabinet with the DMD sort of integration where it should yeah. be, but that's it. Well, and you realize too that uh, even for a company like Zen, you know, when they do cabinet mode, it's not just flicking a switch and going, ta-da, you have cabinet mode now. Mm. There's actual work that has to go into it. Um, yeah. You know, actual development. And, you know, the, I know people kind of take this stuff for granted and then, you know, they see it in one company and they expect it in another. But, you know, now we kind of, it, it was interesting to kind of have that revealed to me because I up until this past week, I wasn't aware until I clicked on, you know, accidentally clicked on that button. Mm, yeah. No, it does seem uh, that, there is more work than people think when it comes to um, cabinet mode. So yes, yeah. you're quite right. Um, and I just don't think people get that. Like, it's just one of those things they just take for granted. It's like, oh, it's just cabinet mode, just just next to screens, just yeah. you know, make it work. It could, you know, two weeks worth. Go on, yeah. make it happen. <laughs> the other thing that people have been screaming about this week, um, and I've now been. I've gotten emails about it. I've gotten messages on Steam about it. I've got messages or read posts in the uh, Digital Pinball Fans site. Uh, so far as I came out with the new table packs or the new organization of table packs. Yes. And within those, there are the three Stern games that uh, were from Stern Pinball Arcade being ACDC, Mustang, and Star Trek. And Star Trek, yep. Problem being... <laughs> They were put into packs of tables that people already owned all those tables of because they just went and bought all the packs prior to the license release or uh, the license right. loss. The panic bought everything. Panic yeah. bought. Now, there is a pack that apparently has Star Trek and ACDC within it. And that's, I think, 20 bucks or something of that nature, which is fine because each of those individually would have cost ten dollars hmm. but then there's the pack that has mustang in it and that pack is also twenty dollars oh. and people are like well i have every single other table i'm not paying twice the price just to get mustang yeah so it's not worth twice the price right right <laughs> so of course everybody's wondering well when am i gonna how do i get these do i have to buy them in a pack yeah um, i can say this be patient, folks. Just wait. Just yeah, wait. Please, just okay. wait. Um, it took some time just to get the stores set up 
with these new the new organization of packs. I don't think Farsight is intentionally trying to hose you at all. No. Um, they just I, got it wrong, basically. And yeah, I went ahead and sent a message uh, trying to find out, hey, when is there going to be a time frame for when these tables will be available for individual purchase? Um, because, yeah, people are starting to wonder. Uh, yeah. But I'm not going to feel the least bit sorry for any of you that then went and double-dipped again because you couldn't wait. Yeah, just cool your heels, cool your right. jets, and <laughs> and wait. Keep your money. And well, and and conversely, because and this hasn't uh, come into effect yet, I don't think. But Farsight has also said yes, they'll be cross by if you'd purchase this stuff in Storm Pinball Arcade. Yeah, that's right. That it will be available in TBA. But I don't know that that's been implemented quite yet either. Probably not. No, because so, I probably had to actually just get the storefront set up first. Right. So again, cool your jets. Cool your jets. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it, basically what Farsight did, did was they took what they did for the Switch, since the Switch never had, other than that one day for a few hours, uh, yeah. never had Pinball Arcade. They are basically modeling their stores and the packs off of what they put out for the Switch. Mm-hmm. If you're a Switch owner, hey, you're buying everything just the way you want to buy it. Ta-da! Um, if you're on any other platform, obviously you were doing the, the license scramble and you don't want to get Host, yeah. So it's just it's it's got to be a matter of time. On the same hand, you can't buy any DLC currently for Pinball Arcade in Steam. All no, you can do is download app. the base game. That's it. Every other purchase you make has to be done in app. Yeah. And I know people aren't happy about that either. But again, it's only got to be a matter of time before they they post to Steam a proper storefront uh, for the DLC. Yeah, because why would they limit it to in-app only? Like, there's no reason they can't. I just don't know what's involved in actually, like, provisioning packs in Steam. It must be a lot harder than we think it is. Well, I mean, yeah, I I really don't know. I know that setting up uh, the stores for Microsoft and Sony can be taxing. Yeah, because it's all done with, like, a a spreadsheet, from what I remember. Right. It's, It's pretty horrible. Yeah, so uh, they might have been doing things to make sure that they get it right at first. <laughs> so mm. Then they can go in and and do the, the whatever tweaks they need to be able to do to uh, do these packs. But yeah, um, yeah. Again, just patience, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Patience. All will be fine. I know you're desperate for new-ish tables on Pinball Arcade. Um, <laughs> Because it's tough, like the, the the lack of monthly DLC is taking its toll on people's patience. Well, what's crazy is I don't hear anybody going, "Hey Zen, you know it's been four months since we've had a table." No, they don't. Just go, "Oh look, we know that Zen takes a while to release things, so when they release things, they'll release things." Right. So, but I mean, that's the expectation. Because right now we're pretty much due for an announcement from them. For a new table, the, just based off of what their release schedule typically oh, is, yeah, that's right. Yeah, is every three to four months they drop a new table. Now, I will say that they drop some rapid fire at the beginning of the year, um, yeah, or well, at the end of twenty seventeen and the beginning of twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, they dumped quite a few, and they have just released VR for uh, was it the Universal or no? Yeah, I think Universal. Uh, yeah, it was. It was Jaws and stuff, and Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future and ET. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, 
so you know there has been content uh, released, but but it's still kind of funny where nobody holds them to the fire for not having released anything. But boy, Farsight, it's like what they haven't released a table in two months. Oh no, a studio's dying. It's dead. Yes. Oh no, how can they yeah. how can they be financially successful? Uh, if you heard our podcast last week, folks, five hundred and fifty thousand downloads <laughs> in Steam compared to sixty five. Uh, 65 64,000 downloads of Zen in Steam. Yeah. So, do the math. Doing fine. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. They're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you have that many more downloads than your rival company and your rival company is a bigger studio. <laughs> doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah. Um yeah. So anyway, those are the those are kind of the uh, the hot topics this week. I just wanted to uh, chime in. Yes, we're aware of them, and uh, that's our take on them. That's our take on them. Just kind of like, I know you're antsy for news, but chill, people, chill, chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just just wait. Particularly when it comes to buying things and Farsight, just wait. Like your you know money what? is not going anywhere. No. Go go to the Stern app and play them in the Stern app, or yeah. you know, <laughs> it's if you already own them in the Stern app. If you already own them in the Stern, yeah. App, yeah. That being said, I wouldn't be forking any money over to the Stern app at this point because things are going to be changing. Yeah, so, they know that they're going to be like we already know that that app is probably going to change dramatically, and that's why they're merging all the tables into the core app. So don't buy anything through the Stern. People like hate that. Yes. yes, and I heard <laughs> there was one thread too where somebody was talking about uh pinball arcade and stern app and you know what why is there nothing and they're like then they went that's okay because guardians of the galaxy is gonna be the next table it was like what really boy you sure did put your stamp on that one didn't you (laughs) (laughs) do tell (laughs) where's this information coming from yeah it's like, oh, really? Just drop that and leave, eh? Okay, fine. Ah, oh, Farah. People. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't mind tooting our own horn when I say, folks, trust us. We know digital pinball. This we is, do. This We are the only podcast devoted to it. We frequent the forums daily and scour yeah. through them. Uh, like I said, People contact me all the time and ask questions. We are in contact with Farsight. Um, we are in contact with Arcuda. That's not the software end of things. That's the hardware end of things. Yeah. Um, but we've got our fingers where we need to have them. Right. So we get advanced notice of news that, you know, we talk about. So that we can actually, you know, yeah. N- you know, yes, we love to speculate, but sometimes we can actually say things definitively. <laughs> yeah, because we actually know. <laughs> it's kind of nice. We we will always couch when we're speculating, you know, like with big waving flags. Yeah, um, yeah, but other yeah. times we'll just be like, "Come on!" So this is a thing. This is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, come for come for, for come to us for the laughs and leave leave with the knowledge. In some cases, some cases, <laughs>, <laughs>, laughs are definitely debatable. Yeah. <laughs> Your mileage may vary. What's that? Your mileage may vary. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Uh, but as as one reviewer said, you know, I like to laugh at myself. So there you go. Yeah. All right, we're going to draw this to a close then. 
Um, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Twitter. The show is at Blockade. Jared is at Jared Morgs. I am at Shut Your Traps. Be sure to also, why don't you go ahead and uh, if you are playing the Zen Pinball FX3 and you're going, I need some different variations on this. Have you joined my weekly tournament? If not, go into the tournaments tab in the filter, enter in Shut Your Trap, and there you will find the weekly tournament that I post. The post usually goes up on Monday and it runs through Saturday. And so it's always a five-day tournament and it's a great deal of fun. The other week, I think I made mention where the scores were separated by less than 400,000 points. Yeah, boy, that was close. Yeah. Um, And sometimes competition is fierce. Sometimes there'll be somebody that just completely smokes you and everybody else. And it's just like, where did they come from? Um, it's 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 a good time. So make sure you go ahead and do that. Again, search, shut your trap. Join in on the fun. Um, visit the website. Oh, write us an email. Why don't you? Mm. You can do that by typing in blah, blah, blockade at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, uh, things you'd like us to talk about, drop us a note there and we will certainly uh, respond and see what, uh, what we have to say. Mm, that's right. Alrighty. Beyond that, I guess I'll Go and go see Skyscraper this week and give a report on it next. Die Hard 4 of 5, I mean. 6. 6. Oh, really? Well, uh, well, you know, you, you're, you're fine if you uh, completely ignore 5 because it is abysmal. Right. Just it's, utter, it's forgotten. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, it is crap to the highest order that just makes you feel insulted that they are calling that a diehard movie. Die and, it's, movie. And, it, and it's literally, if you ever want to see the definition of Bruce Willis, just doing it for the paycheck. And he does quite a few movies just for the paycheck. <laughs> that one is a prime example of him just doing it for the paycheck. Cause you can just tell he does not care. He's going to just say his lines and go, ah, and fire a gun. And that'd be the end of it. There's, you watch the first Die Hard, shoot, watch the first four Die Hards, and then watch that one, and it's like, what the heck? So, what are you doing, Brucey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. right. Enough of that. We're out of here. Folks, thanks for listening. Talk to you again later. See Next you week. later. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com Sales, Restoration, Customization Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favourite podcast hosting service that Blarcade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.